This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Tomorrow, Tesla is going to report its earnings for last year, and analysts are expecting some eye-popping numbers. While the rest of the auto industry struggled to maintain production due to the chip shortage, Tesla managed to boost sales by a staggering 87%. So we are going to see a big jump in revenue and profits. Moody's, the credit ratings agency, boosted Tesla's debt rating and predicted that sales will grow another 50% this year. Analysts are also expecting Tesla to provide more information on when the Cybertruck will be available and maybe even the semi. You know, first it happened with the F-150 Lightning, and now it's happening with the Ford Maverick. You cannot order one. Ford stopped taking orders of the Lightning because it got swamped by them, and it's going to cut off orders for the Maverick on Thursday for the exact same reason. Even though both plants that make the trucks are running flat out, Ford cannot keep up with demand. In fact, company executives actually had to turn in their company car, if it was a Maverick, so those trucks could be shipped to customers. So why did Ford stop taking orders when so many people want these trucks? Because it knows they're going to face long delays. And that would make those customers frustrated. And the last thing Ford wants is a bunch of eager customers getting pissed off at the company and its dealers. Volkswagen doesn't just want to be the leader in EV sales, it also wants to be the leader in software. And Cariad is the massive software division that VW created to transform this old-time automaker into a software behemoth. Now Bosch is joining forces with Cariad to accelerate the development of partial and highly automated driving systems for mass production. The two will build a standardized software platform that will be used in all brands in the VW group, but it can also be adapted to other automakers' vehicles. The first system will launch in 2023 with Level 2 hands-free driving. Bosch and Cariad are also developing a Level 3 system that takes over all driving on the freeway, and they're also looking into a Level 4 system. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. 2023 is a special year for Corvette. It celebrates its 70th anniversary. And to mark the occasion, Chevy is coming out with a special 70th anniversary edition package. Available on both the Stingray and Z06, it only comes in two colors, white or black. The package comes standard with unique wheels, red brake calipers, two-tone seats with microfiber inserts, red stitching and seat belts, 70th anniversary badging, as well as custom luggage. About the only option that we can see is for stripes that come in a complementing color. The package will be available this summer, and the first 70th anniversary vet will be auctioned off at Barrett-Jackson. Speaking of vehicles that are getting auctioned off, Ford is selling this custom Bronco to raise money for the Pope Francis Center in Detroit, which helps the homeless. Made to resemble a first-gen Bronco, it features white paint, custom wheels with a red stripe that's picked up on the body side and hood corners, as well as a number of lighting upgrades. It's a cool truck for a good cause, 
and also shows customers how they could trick out their Bronco. And who knows, maybe someday you could even get the Pope to bless it. Sticking with the Bronco for a moment, we've got a quick update on pricing for the Bronco Raptor that was revealed yesterday. It will start at just under $70,000, including destination charges, and that's about three grand more than the bigger F-150 Raptor. You may have noticed that Russia is in the news these days. And we've got some info on Russia, but it's got nothing to do with what's happening in Ukraine. Auto Forecast Solutions says the Auris Commandant will go into production in October. Never heard of the Auris Commandant before? It's a luxury SUV that looks like a direct ripoff of the Rolls-Royce Cullinan. And it's the SUV version of the Auris Senat sedan that serves as Vladimir Putin's official state car, which in turn is a direct ripoff of the Rolls-Royce Phantom. And both RS models sell for Rolls-Royce prices in the $300,000 range. I don't know. Seems to me that if I were the president of a big, important country and wanted to show off my country's prowess at automotive technology, I would not be seen driving around in a copycat car. And if you happen to see a classic mini cruising Oxford Street or Piccadilly Circus in London, their owner had to pay an environmental tax to be there. But it doesn't have to be that way going forward. Mini is offering a service where it converts classic minis from ICE to BEV. Carried out exclusively in the UK, a gas engine is replaced with a 90-kilowatt electric motor and that provides acceleration from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 9 seconds, and it gets a battery pack big enough to provide 160 kilometers, or about 100 miles of range. All of the conversion is reversible, and Mini will mark and store each ICE engine so it can be set back to original if someone ever wanted to. No word yet on what they're going to charge for all this, but we are reaching out to Mini for an answer. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Bloomberg did an interesting comparison of assembly plant production and declared that Tesla's Fremont plant in California is the most productive assembly plant in the United States. It says the plant made an average of 8,850 cars a week. That's more than Toyota's assembly complex in Georgetown, Kentucky, than BMW's facility in South Carolina, or Ford's production at the Rouge plant in Michigan. And that Tesla number certainly is impressive. But here's our out-of-line insight. What we really need here is a good apples-to-apples comparison of labor hours per vehicle. That would tell the real story. After all, a company can throw all kinds of people on the line and boost production, but suffer a drop in productivity. It can add more overtime, which can also skew the numbers. And also, we need a comparison that takes vertical integration into account. And Tesla's numbers may actually be even more impressive because it tends to be more vertically integrated than other automakers, meaning 
it's doing even more work on site. Also, we know that a plant dedicated to making only EVs can achieve a 25 to 30% productivity improvement over an ICE plant because there's fewer parts, fewer process steps, and fewer stations on the assembly line. A comparison using labor hours per vehicle would tell the real story. You know, the Harbor Report used to be a great source for comparisons of assembly plants, but I think Tesla never let the Harbor people into its plans. Automotive startups can lay out the best of plans, but the marketplace also gets to vote on those plans. And if the market doesn't like those plans, you better be ready to adapt. And that's what Bollinger's doing. Instead of making luxury off-road electric SUVs, it's going to concentrate on the commercial market instead. So why did it have to change? Well, let's ask Robert Bollinger, who's coming on AutoLine After Hours this Thursday. Greg Miglior from Autoblog will also be on the show. So join me and Gary as we provide you with access to the top executives in the automotive industry. And with that, we wrap up today's report. Thank you for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.